So as I was praying about this conference, and I prayed this over Pastor Devin the other night, but I heard the Lord say, I'm coming with my ratchet in hand. <laughs> he said, I'm coming to secure some things in the atmosphere and I'm coming so some things can be loosed in the atmosphere. So I feel like in this moment, I feel like some things have been bolted tightly in the kingdom of God. The things of the goodness, the mercy, the gentleness, the faithfulness, the self-control, the fruits of the spirit. I feel like this has been an invitation and, a, and an operation of his spirit as he's brought his rapture in the atmosphere and he's securing some things. He's restoring your foundational things. But then I also sense there's a wind about to blow. <laughs> I feel like the wind is about to blow in those things that have been taking deliverance in the atmosphere. You see, the Bible says that the wheat and the tear both grow up together at the exact same time until harvest. We've been calling for the harvest of God. So I sense that the Lord, that God, has come with his winnowing fork in hand and he's about to blow a wind to blow away you carried in here everything that had no weight of the kingdom everything that had no resemblance of his characteristic anything that did not have his name attached to it Woo. Woo. come on just let him carry it away so you're not even tempted to pick it back up so you're not even listening to the voice of the enemy to get in your hearing to say oh go ahead and pick that that thing back up that that adulterous affair that you just laid down those, those devices that have had you so in trouble it won't hurt nobody will know i just feel that there is a wind about to blow and i hear it like like jesus told nicodemus he said what is born of flesh It what it leaves a sound. <laughs> the wind creates a sound in the atmosphere. You don't know where it came from, and you sure cannot predict where it's going. You know what the Lord is tired of? Your predictions. You know what He's tired of? Our agendas. That's Devin and I've been going back and forth. What do we do? What do we do? She said, What would you do if this was your house? I said, I would test the water. I I said, Devin, what would you do if it were me? She said, I would do the same thing. I'm telling you, God is not concerned with the time clock. He's not concerned with what's next. He's not concerned with what's happening in your atmosphere at home. He's saying, can you meet me at a holy altar here and now? Can you trust me in this hour? Whew. Come on, let the wind blow in this space. Come on, because here's what happens in the swirl. When the wind begins to blow, when you receive it back, you hear the sound.
sound of it. You want to follow it. You don't know where it's going, so you just got to remain in the swirl. I just want to be wherever you are. And if it means that I just run around in a circle for five hours, then that's what I'm going to do your way. That's what I'm going to do your way. What a word. What a convicting word. see this was an answer to Nicodemus and he was like okay wait a minute you have to be a man of God nobody could do what you're doing if they didn't know God Hmm. he said you must be born again Nicodemus said well how can a grown man be born again, going and re-entering into uh, uh, his mother's womb. You know what I love about that passage? Jesus didn't say, no. He said, everyone must be born of water and of spirit. And what is born of the flesh is the flesh. And what's born of the spirit is the spirit. And I heard the word of the Lord say that there's some wombs (laughs) that are getting ready to birth some spiritual things in this atmosphere. Some of them are your natural children that are walking in the flesh right now. Some of them are your sons and daughters as the earth is groaning for the revealing of the sons of God. Listen, I want to prophesy. You want to know why I believe it takes a tambourine? Why Why the tambourine carries sound? Do you know that snakes actually do not have ears? That's why the scripture says, he who has, let him hear. Reptiles, snakes actually do not have ears. But you know what happens? And why? We were at the zoo in Nashville and they told our children this and all the parents were like, what? And my husband and I were like, oh, we are preaching this. We are preaching this. They told the little kids, they said, you can't get too loud. Don't make a sound. Because snakes don't have ears. But if you raise your voice too loud, why do you get loud? I don't know. Maybe because I don't want any serpents around my feet. Maybe because I want to stay free from the things that once had me bound and I've been delivered from. Because they said, listen, if you get too loud, if your sound reaches a certain level, we'll have to put it back. Somebody needs to hear this word today. Listen, 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 listen. They said, because even though he doesn't have ears, he can feel the vibrations of your vocal cords. Why does hell hate your voice? Because he knows he cannot stay around where the redeemed of the Lord would say so. It's time for some moments to rise in the atmosphere. It's time for sons and daughters to take your position. Come on, cry aloud and spare not in this hour.
silent. And I pray that you can understand because the church has been so, so deafening silent in the hours we're living in that that's how the serpents come and creep right in our pulpits, right in our pews, right in our ministries. Because we're being silent. But I chose to come on behalf of the king today and he said this word. He said this word all night long. He said, I'm ready for my church to govern mentally. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) He said, I'm ready for my church to govern mentally. Now I want you to catch this. What is what is born of the flesh will remain of the flesh. What is born of the spirit shall be of the spirit. I must be filled with the spirit so I will not fulfill the lust of my flesh. It doesn't mean the lust goes away. It means that I'm so filled with the spirit that my taste buds begin to change. I don't desire what I used to desire. What used to hold me and grip me no longer even puts a hook in me anymore. I began praying and the Lord said now don't don't get me twisted and somebody will I promise you mental illness whoo, has become a crutch <laughs> and guess what People in the church are terrified to tell you, you need to quit acting crazy and you need to get to an altar of repentance and let the Holy Spirit govern your mental state. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit is. He is a governor over your life. He is a governor over your characteristics. He is a governor and the steward of your fruit. That's why when I feel I'm coming out of alignment, I begin to feel the Holy Ghost move. And he says, daughter, you better get back in line. Govern is what has authority over you. So does your fleshly mind have authority over you? You see, Nicodemus, in the Pharisees, the tribe of the Pharisees, the scribe, all of them. Listen, you know what they were? Church people. Religious folk, keepers of the law. They knew every, everything they were looking for and they missed what was right in front of them. That's what that word is about. Don't miss it because we have made church and Christianity an enterprise. That we've made worship an industry. Worship was never meant to be an industry. (laughs) Worship was never meant to be an industry. Thank God for anointed worship that is out there for you and I to listen to. But it was never meant to say how much can I, what she said. How much? And then I'll think about coming. What governs your mental state? What governs you? Who is the governor of your life? Who is the governor of your life? Who governs and stewards the way that you talk? Who is the governor of what you are thinking in this very moment? Who is governing your mind? 
He said, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And so he said, I've called my church to govern mentally according to my spirit. Let my spirit and my breath come in you, says the Lord. And the army stood an exceedingly great army that had once been scattered, that had once been slain, that had once been from the north, the south, the east, and the west. The wind of God, he said, can these bones live? Can they? Can they? By some of your assessments, if he calls you. Here's the awesome thing about the Holy Ghost as well. In the spirit, he'll put you right in the midst of dead things. In the spirit, and a dove descended, the heavens opened that Kairos moment, and he will drive you into a wilderness. Because those are the qualification moments that will be able to say, can I trust you? Let me tell you, Tarn, every time a door opens, I literally say, God, if you might lose me in that door, shut it, slam it. If If my attention is drawn to them over you, shut the door in my face. I would rather be in my prayer closet with my shoes prophesying over my clothes than I would ever be outside of the will of God. If there's an opportunity that a door opening would cause me to come away from his presence, I beg him to close the doors. I beg him. I don't ever want to walk in a place that would displease him. The weed and the tear and the wind of God is coming because the wind blows where it wants and it creates a sound. But here's what I love about the swirl in the wind of God is none of you in this room will be able to deny that it was here. (laughs) None of you will be able to deny, oh no, God wasn't in that room. God didn't speak to me personally. God didn't do this for me. God didn't hear my prayer. Not one of us in this room will be able to deny the wind of God that I feel in this atmosphere. We will not be able to deny it. Can these bones live? And it says that Ezekiel, meaning Ezekiel, God strengthens, caused him to assess the damage. Has God ever asked you to assess the damage? Oh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty all the time. And I love his response to God in this. And you know how many times I've said, ooh, I'm not saying yay or nay. (laughs) Because if I went with what I see in the natural, my response would be very different than what I know you can do in the spirit. Lord, you know. You know. And he said, then prophesy to the bones. (laughs) Ooh, prophesy to the bones. Do you know that your bones need breath? Your bones need the breathing, the, the ruach of God on the inside of them. Listen, I contend that we have been asking the church to stand up without a skeletal system. We have put meat on the body. 
body before we ever examine the bone structure. And God said, I'm taking it down to the bone. I'm stripping it down to rebuild it back up. You have to know the season you're living in. And God said, if I have to take it down, take it apart, scatter it all across to rebuild what I'm doing in this hour, I will. But I want to speak to those who are platform seeking. (laughs) Oh God. Facebook prophets, I love you. But in this time, in this season, God's calling boneyard prophets. Before you get really excited, You need to know that God will set you up. He'll drive you right in the valley of dryness. Are you prophesying to it? Or are you talking about how the Spirit of God is lifted? They should write Ichabod over the door. And maybe they should. It's not my call. But maybe, just maybe, God put you in that place as an opportunity to prophesy the word of the Lord. Prophesy the word of the Lord. We have had an infatuation with prophets and predictions. I love it. I follow it. But let me tell you something. That's part of where the falling away went. Because we put more trust in man's prediction than we ever did in God's proclamation. He said, I'm not interested in seeing how many predictions you can check off your list. I'm interested, can you proclaim the word of the Lord? Can your mouth be filled with the glory in this hour? Can you prophesy my word and proclaim, release a proclamation into the atmosphere over your circumstance? Do we have to go back into the womb of a woman? Here's what I can tell you is that as seed carriers, God, if you want to place a burden inside of my womb for a soul of my family member to see the kingdom of God, to know him in his beauty and his holiness, to know him in his resurrection and his power, to know him in the beauty of his suffering. If you want to put a seed in me to carry them all the way to your throne, I will, God. I will, God. I will, God. Just lift up your hands and say, Lord, (laughs) give me a burden for the lost again. Give me a burden to care whether sin enters my heart or not. Give me a burden for my children in the natural. Give me a burden for the children in the spirit. Give me a burden for my neighbor's children. Give me a burden for my neighbor's marriages, oh Father. Give me a burden for America again, oh Father. Give me a burden for the nations, oh God. Strip me down to the bones if you have to, Lord. I said, go ahead and prophesy to the four winds. Create a swirl. Create a swirl in this dead, dried up 
place of your life, Ezekiel. The whole house of Israel are laying here. Create a swirl, because I'm about to stand the church up where they did not think they had the structure to stand. They didn't think they had the courage to stand in this hour. They thought it was over for the church. We've been more concerned of whether they're going to take our nonprofit status than we ever have been about evangelizing the community. God is shifting the atmosphere. My prayer is that, oh God, don't take, don't take that away. They might stop giving. If they stop giving, that'll be on them. But I promise you, if we leaders keep our heart right, God will see the church through in this hour. Do you hear me? If you're giving to get a tax write-off, you might want to question it. Thank God for them, but we've missed it. We create it as worship and it's going to benefit. Ooh. I didn't expect to get many hand claps on that. Because see, now the leadership's going, oh no. Edit that out. you the question can you stand in the evil day can you stand can you stand do you have the fortified bone structure bone coming to bone and the breath of God in your bones that you're not worried about how fat and sassy we look in the spirit but it down to the bones in the core of me it's the spirit of God is not just on me with goosebumps the spirit of God is in me he is keeping me alive when it looks like I should be dead and dried up when it looks like I should be hopeless when it looks like all hell has come against the church there is a spirit inside of me that is breathing when I don't know if I can he stood the army up an exceedingly great army they became unified in spirit and what I love in Ezekiel 37 pastor Devin is after it goes into the army standing an exceedingly great army he goes in and he says, bring me two sticks. He said, one write the name of Judah and one write Israel. Because God's kingdom was never meant to be divided. It was never meant to be the left or the right you choose. It was never meant to be male or female you choose. It was never meant to be black or white you choose. It was never meant to be Hispanic or Asian you choose. It was never meant to be segregated and separate. He said, go bring me what has been divided and put it in my hand. I'm about to unify some things. And he said, one king, one kingdom, one king, one kingdom. Who's the greatest? He said, you're both in my hand. <laughs> you're both in my hand. I'm unifying. I'm unifying Israel. I'm unifying Judah. I'm unifying the left and the right because we're going to have to go through a path that has not been created before. Who will be the trailblazer in this hour to follow the one who was slain? Who will follow the one who 
I believe in his hand, we will see one king and one kingdom. And Jesus actually told Nicodemus, no one will see the kingdom of God. See, I'm preaching without my Bible. That's dangerous. I'm all over the place. He said, no one will see the kingdom of God without these things. And we have made the kingdom of God about just going over to glory. Are you pushing back service as people are leaving? You want to tell them? Seven o'clock. I hear the Lord saying, can we move in unity in a season where the enemy, yes, God's swirl is coming in the atmosphere, but the enemy is a mocker and he will create a swirl that will try to sweep you out of the hand of God. But when you have made the commitment, I'm in the kingdom. I have one king and I am in his hand. I am in the kingdom. I have one king who is seated on his throne and I'm in his hand. to be removed. The enemy will not even be able to think about getting near the throne to pry you out of the hand of God. The Lord told me, and I'm going to close with this, and we can do whatever Pastor Devin instructs. The government killed Jesus. They were after the disciples next. And they were hiding for fear behind a closed and shut door. <laughs> in John in 20, and it says that he walked right in the midst of them. And he said, peace be with you. And then as they were sitting there discouraged and ridden with fear in John 20 and 22, it said that he breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the breath of God is getting ready to enter. Some of you have been discouraged. Some of you who have been afraid to stand up. You've been walking bone over and collapsed. I don't know that I could stand flat-footed and say I'm standing with the God's getting ready to call his army to the front line. And the only way that we will be able to stand in fierce boldness is allowing his breath upon us and in us in this hour. Can we just stand to our feet and lift up our hands in this moment? Come on, I sense there's a wind. It's coming to blow out what has not carried the weight of the kingdom to it. He's coming to blow away and he's coming to blow in you in this moment. Come on, let us just begin to declare the wind Under the mat. 
Let us not be fearful of what man may do to us. Let us not walk without fear and trembling of you and you alone, O Yahweh. You and you alone, O Yahweh. There's a fresh wind blowing. 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 Fall on me, yes. Fall on me, Jesus. Fall on me. Fall on me. Sing. Just lift it up and say it. like the story of David when he said, when should we move? And they said, when you hear the rustling in the trees, when you see the wind moving, you will know that the angel armies are going ahead of you and fighting this battle. I'm telling you, we cannot move without the wind of heaven on our behalf in this hour. I know that you're tired. I know that we've been pressing in, but just lay your hand on your neighbor and say, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? Yeah. 